This is a global original podcast. Hi and welcome to Confessions of a Modern Parent. The podcast where my husband Mark and I discuss the challenges, difficulties, frustrations and ultimately the joys of being parents and step-parents to four wonderful, talented, beautiful daughters aged between 25 and 12. Are you petrified about whether your children are exercising or sleeping enough? After today's episode, I am. (laughs) Um... I kind of went into this conversation thinking, you know, I had a bit to say, and yes, it's a perennial problem for most kids and most teenagers that sort of diametrically opposed to movement, exercise or sleep. Mm. Um, And then I've come out the end of it now, knowing what we talk about, really worried. Mm. It's very upsetting to hear what our daughter has to say. Yeah. Um, But I think it's really important what she says, and I think... Uh, for young people and for parents it's really important that you listen to it it's, yeah. it's we need to go and lie down now from having heard it but it's uh, very important because it's how a lot of young people are feeling but I also have been given a top tip by Carlitos and it's yeah. to do with something called pillow mist yeah as ever Carlitos makes us giggle hello everyone here we are little pinpricks of hope with Joe Biden now in the White House yeah, I'm feeling hopeful today, even though Excuse. I'm knackered. Because guess what? I got a terrible night's sleep last terrible night. Terrible night's sleep. I've yeah. had a terrible night's sleep. I was asleep just before we were doing this. Um, and, uh, yeah, no sleep. And But I did do my exercise today. Ah, so and I so did I. Did we eat well? Oh, my God. There's so many categories of things we have to mm. think about here. Welfare, children, health, exercise, sleep, welfare... Are we trying to uh, take, uh, what was the phrase about it? It's taking a horse to, to water, drink water. but you can't and, make it drink. Yeah, and all that kind of stuff. Well, I suppose, I suppose because we're talking about exercise, sleep and healthy eating in teens, you have to start with yourself. Yeah. It's like, what do we do? What do they see us do? Well, yeah, it's are we a good example? It? Yeah, absolutely. Well, are we a good example? Mm. I mean, it's a tricky one, this, isn't it? Because this is a very sort of sincere chat because this is about... I suppose we're going to end up intercepting all the things that we should do for our kids. And obviously, in an ideal world, I've got a funny feeling we're going to talk about the fact that tech should be put away, bedtime should be strict, um, you know, encourage exercise at all times and make it fun. You know, it's, it's very easy, I think, with this topic to talk about what should be done. Actually, of all the things that we do, trying to implement action in this area is really, really hard, right? We found Well, and that's why, obviously, one of our, one of the people contacted us on social media said, I need this podcast. Do you know what? I need this podcast. Exactly, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, th- I suppose in, in a sense, the two of us, we're recording this at home still, guys. We're still in lockdown, so you will hear the sounds of a house functioning. That was a toilet being flushed. <laughs> um, but uh, I suppose quite immediately, I think about um, the divvying up between parents. So assuming there are two parents in your household, I think it very much sort of splits between us, doesn't it? You have a lot more emphasis or have had a lot more emphasis or... You've tried to take more action than me when it comes to getting the kids to do things that are good for them, um, as in exercise, as in eating well, and in terms of sleeping. But um, it's funny, as I was thinking about this, I was thinking, isn't that weird? Because with two of my daughters, I've done a lot of running. Do you know what I mean? So I was sort of thinking, oh, actually, I was about to say, oh, I have had no role or purpose in their lives here. And I was about to sort of like throw myself under the bus. But actually, 
I have managed to get Kiki and Izzy into running quite a bit, mm. actually, and they do like it, and we've done it together. And Izzy still, to this day, uses running as a means to, to help her mm. uh, with the mentals and, and, mm. and emotionals and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, but So this is a broad subject, isn't it? We're talking well, about sleep, exercise. I think if we go back to what I think, because I was thinking about this the other day and yeah. I did yet another conversation that felt like it had fallen on complete deaf ears with the girls. Well, not not with Kiki. Kiki is very, very good at tr- doing everything, isn't she? I mean, she does yoga, yeah. she does running, and if she doesn't run, she goes for a walk and mm. she eats well, but her sleep, I mean, I would class her as an insomniac. And Maddie is just terrible with mm. food, with exercise and with sleep. And I, as I say, I was, I was hearing myself banging on about this and I, and I forced myself to go back to when I was a young teen. Ah, well, can, can I just pause you just for a moment there? It's really good that you're taking us back there. Because I heard you endeavouring to try and get Maddie to do something about her exercise and her sleep the other day. And her first comeback to you was, oh, but mum... Auntie no. Dina said that you were exactly the same. I was. And it's very hard, isn't it, to come mm. back at them on that? Or is it? Well, I used to go dancing a lot. I was ju- My mum my and dad never gave me a lift anywhere. Right. So I was cons- anywhere I went, I was on and off buses and tubes. And- so I had more, what I would say, movement. And it's the mood. I mean, these, these, all these worries and problems are a problem, all, in, whether we're in lockdown or not. But mm. at the moment, with lockdown... Set aside even just exercise, you know, whether mm. they're playing football or netball or swimming or horse run, all that stuff they can't do. The actual movement that we all need to be doing every day, you know, walking to the shops, jumping on the bus, mm. all of that stuff has gone as well. So, you know, it's no surprise that um, our teens' mental health and is, is suffering and anxiety and stress levels are through the roof because, as we were reading last Sunday, weren't we, in the, one of the Sunday papers, this child psychologist was saying, it's a massive problem. They're not moving. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. why they are all... They, there's this tinderbox effect yeah. in so many of our teens. Um, and if you are a young person listening, please don't turn off from this because if you really are struggling with your anxiety and your stress and you're not moving at all, Honest to God, it's going to be so much worse. Think of it as if you've got an exhaust pipe off your back. And when you move or you exercise, whatever you do, just stress and anxiety puffs out Mm. the back of your exhaust pipe. Mm. No, absolutely. (laughs) And I mean, that's what exercise is for. I mean, the problem is, I think as soon as an adult walks towards um, a teenager or a child talking in these terms, a huge sigh of despair enters the teenager. And I, I have to confess, going back to when I was younger... I was of the generation where when we were at school and I was very sporty and I liked sports, I liked football and I liked cricket um, and I liked athletics. And um, so I was always getting my sporting activity at school. With my friends, I was always playing football at the weekends. Mm. But um, Nobody ever had to speak to you. And no. I do think so. that's less, isn't it, with boys at a certain age. But yes. I bet you, must, you got to an age as a team where you wanted to do a bit of lying around and eat Well, no, 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 and I did. And at that, that point was when my sort of principal carers in the holidays, my grandparents, I would always be there and I'd have no one to play with. So I didn't have sport. I didn't have sport on tap. And there would be a point where my nan would say every day, it's really important you go for a walk with your granddad. And I was saying this to Maddie the other day, and I said, it was really hard. I said, because when that was said, if it interrupted my my sort of play with my spooch or whatever, I, I I wanted to kill them both. I could think of nothing I would have rather done less I was like, that than going for a say go for a walk. And I do think, oh. but I think within this, there's the kernel of a thought that's quite meaningful. Because whenever I have seen on the few occasions that Maddie 
has been snagged with a, a level of interest. Say she did do a couple of runs. We took her to a couple of one and a half K runs when she was, you know, about seven, eight, nine, ten. It's that element of doing something just for the sake of doing it is a very grown-up concept. Oh. You know, that's why I'm so surprised. She could Kiki. dance all night. Yeah, she could dance all night, but, but the purpose of that is that she's with friends. Yeah, and exactly. All it's not because she's exercising. Yeah, but running is a very grown-up concept yeah. because it's potentially quite boring. You I've, know, accepted, you go to, to I've accepted to it. I've accepted it now. She said to me, Mum... I really, really hate running. So I said, okay, well, don't yeah, run yeah, anymore. Because yeah, anything you hate doing will not become part yeah, of your exactly. life. Exactly. But I think when I was a kid, for me, you know, I was far more willing to step up and do stuff if there was scores involved, if there were goals involved, yeah. if there was hitting a six, hitting a four, scoring a try. You know, I can see why. In the end, competitive sports is the way forward for many, many kids because you snag a bit of that kind of, I want to do better, I want to oh do this. Oh, my God, I but hate it. Then that's it very hard one. for those kids. Yeah, but then there are kids but like I love you. dance. I used to yeah. go to dance maybe four or five times a week. I did, you know, all sorts of dance. So, But we always, we just used to move around a lot more mm. because you weren't getting lifts. And um, the other thing was, when I was growing up, there was no delivery. There was no Uber Eats. Mm. There was no your friends. I mean, the most would be you'd get a couple of bags of crisps or a bag of chips, mm. and that. But I think the way that teenagers are eating now mm. exacerbates all of the problems because you're eating really unhealthily, and then you feel all bloated and mm. disgusted. And the disgusting last thing you want to do is exercise, and then of course that interferes with your sleep. Yeah. And when you don't sleep well, you tend to binge. I mean, it, for sure, when you don't sleep well, you you you're more likely to put on weight because yeah. your cardio rhythm is just completely messed up and your, your body doesn't know which way it's coming or going. And so you'll try and eat to try and wake up, actually. Mm. That's what a lot of people do without even realising it. I mean, Maddie's so it's a, a mess. Yeah, I mean, Maddie's 18 now. And the other day, because I know that you've been, <clears throat> you've been working so hard since she was God, one, God knows what age to get her to do, you know, some fitness and da-da-da-da. And I just said to her, I said, Maddie, please, I'm just going to beg of you. Will you please do a hit workout? Mm. And she did one. And the fee- and the feeling of relief as a parent when you know that your child is starting to do that is is is, is immense. She hasn't done another one. But she hasn't done another one since. And it's that thing of, mm. oh my God, I don't so how odd. many times can you as a parent enforce upon your kids the point of it? Now I think we have Well, because real- I get I get because because I know a lot more about what happens to the body and you mm. guys because I'm interested in it. Right. If they're not exercising, like bone health, so so you're setting yourself up for osteoporosis, for sure. Yeah. Right? Heart health, mm. terrible. Brain health, all of these things. And I'm literally watching my daughter and I feel like there's a big ticking clock over her head and I can't get her to do anything. And we are a good role model because we do. We are good role models. And we models keep selling because it because we do exercise. mental health perspective. So what and for do? mental health, so I mean, I would never say to a child, oh, it's for the way you look, because I don't believe no. that's why you should do exercise. I say, if you're stressed, if you're worried, if your anxiety is like off the scale, hmm. move. So why can't we get her to do it? I don't know. I don't know. It's our biggest failure. Oh, it's, I feel so. It depresses me because so much. I don't have a single day where I don't worry about it. Because I'm not suggesting for a minute this is the case with Maddie, because I know that what I've done in the past where I've struggled with my own exercise regime is that where I feel I'm unable to commit to something that's going to do me good, you know, whether it be exercise or whatever, um, I will then try and control my eating alongside it in a really chaotic fashion to try and complement the lack of exercise. Or the binging that you're doing at Yeah, night. exactly, yeah. exactly. So I'm worried that, especially in lockdown, I mean, if you've got kids, and, you know, you just talked about the delivery, just eat thing. I mean, that for me is a sort of 
that's a part of the whole problem with tech isn't it? You know, they're reliant on tech. I mean, you can ring up now and get a bag of crisps. Well, you can get stuff from I mean, when we agents. were growing up, if you needed a bag of crisps, you'd have to walk to the off-license. It's Simple true. as yeah, 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 that. That's true. I mean, you will. They'd never had to go and get themselves snacks. You go, mm. snacks anyone? You jump in the car and you drive off and you get it. I'm like, I still can't quite believe how... And they just think this is normal. Mm. It's not normal. So what are we going to do? But but life has changed. I wouldn't let them walk down to the right. local shops to the off-licence. Right. So it's just bloody hard. It's just, oh, I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I've thought of badminton. I cook lovely I've food. thought of squash. I've thought of basketball. I've thought of netball. I've thought we've done badminton. Yeah, but we've never done it. No. We might have it. thought about it, but no, have we done it? No, I know. Let's and be I, honest here. And I do think that there is that thing. <clears throat> but I do think, you know, as parents, I think we, we are all lacking in some area. And I think we... We haven't followed through on where we should have encouraged the girls to do more competitive sports. And I fully take that one on the chin. I mean, I, you know, but I suppose it's very hard as a parent. This, this is confessions of a modern parent, isn't it? And I'm going to confess, listener, I don't know how many times we can face just the, knowing that you go through all that effort for one moment. I mean, I've got both the girls onto the sports track. We've gone round it once, but can I get them there the next day? Can I get them there two days in a row? No, oh, it's not so cool. Depressing. And I think the other thing that's a really important part of being a teenager, especially the older teenagers, is that when they're younger, there's an element of you can just say, you're going to do it and we're doing it. But when they get Not older, really, not with ours. Well, no, but when they're older... You know, they've got the teenage hedonism. You've got to be able to the inspire teenage, them. Mm. Yeah, but the teenage hedonism kicks in. And I think that is a much more, that's a sort of more philosophical thing where most teens, especially older teens, 17, 18, 19, are like, what? Are you joking? I'm going to spend my time doing that. I'm more interested in death, darkness and despair. I'm more interested in whether I can emulate without killing myself the life of, you know, the lead singer, you know, what's his name? Uh, Kurt Cobain. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they'll, they'll look at you and go, can you imagine Kurt Cobain doing burpees? <laughs> ah. I mean... But then there are plenty of teens that, that, that do love sport and do get on. Let's oh, not no. forget, we mustn't, yeah, yeah. we mustn't tell everyone with the same brush. We are, of course, no, only talking about the ones who don't like sport and don't do anything. Well, look, before, you read, before we hear from one of our own, Maddie or Carlitos, uh, one of our followers here, Louise Clare says, be more strict, Nadia. For their own good, turn the Wi-Fi off at night. They'll soon go to bed. Why haven't you never? Why have you never enacted the ban on? Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. <laughs> well, no. I mean, because you fall asleep with the phone under your head. Is it? Is it self-serving for parents? Is it because yeah, of it is. we it's don't easier. want to challenge not, ourselves? Yeah, she's absolutely right. That person that wrote and said, "Just turn the Wi-Fi off." Yeah. They just go. That, that, that is actually 4G. the answer. So why don't we do it? Because we don't want to be meanies. We don't want to be meanies. Because we're kids. But that's terrible. I know, it's awful. But that's not the... So what, so what are we going to do about this? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sitting here. I'll tell you one thing, though, we're not going to turn the bloody Wi-Fi off. I mean, mm. I, I think at the moment, with lockdown, and when Kiki starts school again, I think... But Kiki doesn't stay up all night on her phone, she really doesn't. But she can't sleep. Yeah, Why she, well, let, let's let's yeah. do these things separately. So, so at the moment, lockdown, um, teenagers have become nocturnal. All Maddie's friends are getting up at like four o'clock in the afternoon, and then staying up all night. And she's lonely if mm. she doesn't get to stay up at night with her friends. When yeah. she, there's no seeing friends, there's no being around friends. So, I certainly wouldn't do it in lockdown, but I would certainly consider it for what after after lockdown. Consider what. Killing Wi-Fi. Yeah. 
Babe, you that's consider it. Yeah, you would consider it. Yeah, because, and then you wouldn't do it. Well, we wouldn't do it. It just wouldn't happen because you want yeah. John Campbell on every bloody night. No, no, no. Part aside, my what? I mean, why wouldn't we do it because of, for the kids? Why wouldn't we say because here's they, the box? I bought. I bought a box. No, no, you did. Yeah, yeah. You so why don't we? Why don't we say? Can you just leave your phone downstairs, please? I tell you, that's what I your parents do, do, and I think they're right. I tell you one of the problems, and I tell you what, this sounds like a really technical excuse, but I think there is a technical thing about this. It's far harder these days to download. Um, to, to play music that's not on your phone. Most teenagers are defined by music, right? And this is a real problem. And I'd like anyone who's a listener to correct me on this if I'm wrong. I've noticed that whereas you used to, obviously, you'd buy tapes, cassette tapes when we were younger, you'd buy a, a, an album or a CD, you could put it on or, or the radio and you'd have it on in the background in your room. And it required no more, the, the piece of kit that it was playing on required no more attention. Now, if you play music, it's not even like you can download, you can have playlists and what have you, put it on a, on a thing. But if you're wanting to listen to music on the fly and listen to things, it's on a platform that you have to go into and press play and search. Mm. And I think that has a really, that has a direct impact because I used to fall asleep with my, my Sony Walkman on. I used to fall asleep with my headphones on and I'd wake up in the morning and the tape would run out or the CD would have stopped. But, you know, kids today, their music is embedded within a piece of kit that they need the Wi-Fi for. See what I mean? So, because one of the main excuses that Maddie's often uh, given us is, no, 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 you can't turn the Wi-Fi off. That's how I listen to my music before I go to sleep. I listen to my music. Get your turntable out. Yeah, but that's only going to last until the bloody needle keeps sticking. Do you know what I mean? I'm just saying, I think tech in itself has prevented us in, in, in many more ways than we think because everything's gone online. I mean, I think the thing is, parents, we cannot underestimate how important it is for them to sleep. I mean, I've been looking around on various websites and be surprised. A number of websites have actually said that teenagers need about an hour's more sleep than a 10-year-old does just because of the way that their cognitive right. maturation is going on at, in, in, their, in their later teens. Um, Children that sleep less are more likely to have more impulsive behaviour, drugs, drink taking. Right. Um, as we know ourselves as adults, if you don't have sleep, you're a completely different person. Oh, you're a jagged shell. Yeah. You know, academically, they suffer. Yeah. So it, it, it's, it's really, 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 really important. Were you a really... big sleeper when you were younger? As a teenager, what I, I was quite not. I was a bit nocturnal, not as much as Maddie. I used to like to stay up late and sleep late, but I would sleep. What were you doing up late if there was no kit, tech, or anything? Listening to music, playing. With yeah, your listening to music, chatting to friends. Yeah, yeah. just well, yeah. Yeah, because I, I don't remember sleeping an awful lot as a kid. I think I was a bit hyperactive. I mean, I literally don't ever remember having like lions and waking up late and opening the curtains. And I think one of the problems, actually, I noticed this with the girls, is like I've noticed a few people on our social media comments saying, oh, you know what, we're in a bit of a unique situation. I agree. Just let it ride. It'll sort itself out. Mm. I agree. But I've, I have noticed when we have let it ride particularly, and then we say still do their schoolwork or whatever later in the day or whatever other activities they've got, like Maddie has a lot of sort of Zoom lessons, doesn't do music and acting, they happen later in the day. They're really disappointed because, of course, it gets dark at about 4.30 and they're realising they're only seeing an hour of daylight. So there's really, it's quite dangerous if you let them just 
sleep in a lot, they're going to have no daylight and they're going to no. feel like the and days are just encroaching. Yeah. bad for depression. I mean, I'm, I've been, again, I've been looking around online and, yeah. and, and actually I've never heard this tip before. Try and get your teenager to have breakfast either outside or by a big window with daylight to set their circadian rhythm at the moment right. because it's all very well for all of us to say, oh, just let them be completely nocturnal through lockdown. But you've got a big situation to then get them back mm. round to having... And it's very, very important. Another thing is, I mean, I used to do this as a teenager, really shouldn't lie in for hours at the, at, at the weekend because, again, it yeah. upsets the circadia rhythm and then it's very difficult to get back on it. Um, I sometimes wonder whether getting them up and taking them out somewhere. I mean, sometimes when we've done outdoor homeschooling, say, for example, and it's been a case of we've had to get somewhere early, there aren't then for the whole, you know, they Well, they to... say that ideally a, a teenager left to their own devices would sleep, and I think a lot of this has been written before social media, would sleep at about 11, 12 o'clock at night and wake up at 8, 9 o'clock, which is actually how teenagers should sleep. But because the schools demand this 8 o'clock start, children are not at full capacity. And there's right. a huge movement to try and get schools over teenagers to start an hour later. Yeah, Actually, yeah. the school that Kiki's going to be going to does. I've read reports about but, that and they say that they should start, it's, it's poppycock, they're, they're poppycock. They should start at least two, if you're going to run at that, you need to start to hold two to three hours later mm. to maximise well, the teenage they're, they're brain. Can, I mean, another another thing that is very important is, is like we were talking earlier, they're about the binge eating. Mm. A lot of teenagers now, and if you're listening to this and you just, you know, your teenager is, you're going in there and there's, piles of food all around mm. that's bad yeah. they're not going to be able to sleep and another really good tip is to so many kids now are over schedulized we weren't over schedulized no in right. the 70s no. and 80s we didn't have multiple groups and maybe a job and this and that and so actually kids are sometimes overwhelmed they've got too much to do and they might you know mm. hang on till later to do it so a lot of the advice is help them get a bit more of a schedule Get them to write because a lot of teens will wake up or not sleep because they're worried about how they're going to get things done the next day, a bit like an adult. Right. So if you get them to write down what they've got to do the next day and the order that they're going to do it, yeah. that simple thing might stop them waking up a couple of times at night. I thought that was really good practical advice, yeah. actually. I... If there's things that they're really worrying about, if they don't want to tell you or talk to someone, get them to write it mm. down. Just write it down. Putting something down on paper sometimes can really help exorcise it from you and your yeah. own mind and your own gut. But don't get me wrong, guys. I mean, you know, certainly it's the case with our youngest, Kiki. I mean, she, bless her, I see her doing all of the right things. I mean, she yeah. avoids eating problem. things like sugar at yeah. night. You know, I offered her something the other night like a bowl of cereal because she was hungry she's like oh no 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 the raisins in it will make me I'm thinking bloody hell how old's this kid you know that she's 13 well she's 13 and she's desperate for a good night no 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 but, but she has some kids, never they have insomnia, right? slept properly I think she has insomnia yeah I, I really do it's absolutely Now, before we record each episode of our podcast, we ask you to get involved on social media. Hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to get in touch on our Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and Family. On Twitter, at Nadia Sawala. And if you're a little bit scared of Nadia and you're a little bit worried that she might tell you off, you can always come to lovely, cuddly old me at, at, on Instagram at Mark underscore Adderley. A-double-D-E-R-L-E-Y. 
Well, look, this is a, a comment here from Neek 43 My 17-year-old was sleeping all day and up all night until a couple of weeks ago. Suddenly he decided to switch it around and now he is completely different. Threatening to take his tech away may have been the gentle persuasion he needed. I mean, I... I think we are unwilling to step up to the plate on threatening to take the tech away. We, I think the genie's out of the bottle as well when it comes to my dick. She's 18 now. I mean, how, how are we going to enact that? You can't say... Well, you can if phone. you turn the Wi-Fi off. We're paying for the Wi-Fi. Yeah, but then she'll go to 4G and we're paying for a phone. So you, you end up getting hit in a different way. Stacey Walker. Me, help. All my son wants to do is game with his mates. He's 11 and I'm finding his age tough. Well... Some boys are literally going... I mean, if I was a teenager now with the gaming options available to me, I was going through the night in 1984 on an Atari. I'd have been going through the night now. Um, and, but it goes back to the thing you were saying, Nadia. I think with gaming, we underestimate now that so much... Gaming isn't just about gaming. Mm. It's also a social media platform. A lot of people connect in the, these games... A lot of them are, and a lot of these games are actually very mentally taxing, but that's not to say that, yeah, doing it all night, every night is a terrible thing. It leads to all sorts of complications mm. in terms of mood swings and all sorts of things. Maybe you can just, maybe, I mean, if there's a lot of conflict with him doing that, maybe you could say to him, listen, let's not be rowing about this all the time. Yeah. How can we strike a deal? Mm. It, I remember a child psychologist saying this to me once, that how... It, nine times out of ten, when you ask a child to set the rules, they usually set rules much stronger than you would, stricter than you would. So say to him, let's take the arguments out of this. Okay? Mm. Let's just sit down. How could this work for you? Yeah. You, put, you suggest to me how many hours you want a game a day. And I promise that I won't be knocking on your door, I won't be moaning at you, because you've got those hours. But yeah. that is, if you do me the deal, that when you're out of those hours, you do, we do something together or we do da 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 yeah. You might find that instead of like eight hours where you're kind of like nagging him all the way through, if he knows he's got four hours clear. But it's that it great might... con as well that you can build into that negotiation, which is, well, yeah, yeah your suggestion and their suggestion. Yeah, you tell me. Absolutely, you say you tell me. Tra La La, who's a regular contributor, hello. Uh, first lockdown, it was my older teens that were nocturnal, but this one is my 14 year old daughter who doesn't want to get out of bed until 1 pm at the earliest. So worrying, as she's usually an up and get them person. We'll be listening to this podcast for some hints. <laughs> well, well, it's very hard, it's hard, isn't it? Because who can be an up and get them sort of person at the moment? Yeah, and what I are you think up and that, getting? Yeah. I mean, I think maybe just, maybe, again, say, you could say to her, one o'clock's a bit much for me because it just makes me worry. Can you suggest a time that you could possibly get up? And she might just say, oh, well, can it make it 12 then, yeah. Mum? And you can say 12. And then you can leave it for a month. So how's that going? You know, because now we're kind of looking towards getting back to school or whatever. So maybe we should reduce that time again. I think I think putting it the ball in their court, like, I, like that's what I do with Kiki. Mm. And it really does work with Kiki. Mm. I said, well, what, 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 what's for you? What, what's best for you? And it's funny because she's a good negotiator now because she'll do that. She'll say to me, what works best for you, mum, with things sometimes? I mean, it's hard because also parents at home are trying to work their work day. I mean, we, exactly. for, for a fact... Sometimes we, it's useful. Yeah, well, I was going to say, for a fact, we are much busier. We're busier at the top and tail of the days, it seems, often. I mean, we're recording this at 6, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock. Um, and, you know, in the mornings, there's a lot of work going on. And, and so sometimes it really does suit us as parents. So mm. I think, you know... Yeah, I mean, is it, a work, 
is it a battle worth having? Yeah. If it suits you because you've got stuff to get on and they're not going to school and they're still going to get done whatever they had to get, yeah. is it so bad that it's a couple of hours yeah, later? Absolutely. A couple of comments here from Danny Guscott, just let them be, turn the day on its head. Uh, Kim Lakidis, having raised two teens, I say, don't worry about the sleep. It sorts itself out oh, in the does end. does it, Kim? Oh, I, I bloody so. hope so, Kim. I really I'm hope so. I'm so worried. Um, there's a really long one here, which I really want to read because it's from a 17-year-old girl here. We understand how important things like exercise are, but at the moment, everything is just so mentally exhausting that it personally has made a physical block to me doing anything but the things I need to, like online schooling. Eating is definitely an emotional thing. We can only control a tiny amount of stuff at the moment. Oh. And we know that a bit of junk food can momentarily make us feel better, even for a short time. We Personally, do that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And this is from Kisser Belt. Personally, I haven't stepped out of my house in three weeks. I'm exhausted and I can't stand the thought of going anywhere, even though I know it could be good for me. The physical pain that is caused by mental health is so under-talked about and I think a big problem right now beautifully written oh thank you so that that is so meaningful and for you to share that yeah honestly we we are really really touched by that and and i think for so many people would echo that i think you've spoken for your generation there and i think she's also mentioned the fact or sorry she or he's mentioned the fact that there, there is an inextricable connection between comfort eating food and the impact it has not just on your health, mm. uh, obviously weight and physicality, but in terms of your sleep too. And I think it's an important thing to remember, listener, that you know, in the most sort of seemingly healthy foods, there can be sugar hits and sugar content or carb content that will, will, will mm. raise your metabolism. And suddenly you've got a hyperactive teenager or exactly. kid not knowing why they're hyperactive. But I, but I really want to pick up on what she said there about... Um, People don't realise there is a physical pain to mm. a to mental when you're struggling mentally, and I think that's really important. I was I was actually reading something the other day that really made me think because we will often say on our social media, you know, if you're really struggling, go out for a walk, go out for a run, da, da, da. and I'm much more mindful about that now because this piece was saying that it can be very very difficult with people with mental health mental mm. illness because it doesn't work for everybody, and for some people, it's actually can can actually send them further down because right. they can't even use that. So you, so it's really important to say, if it works for you, then, yeah. then do it. I suppose for me, I see it work all the time. I see it work for myself. I see it work when you're down and you don't want to yeah. go out. And I push you the same with Kiki. When, yeah. And, you know, the thing is, really, really good GPs will before they before they um, prescribe any sleeping pills will always prescribe increased movement and I was reading a really powerful um, interview with a chap who'd suffered from insomnia all his life and actually he cured himself and the way he cured himself was by incredibly long walks right and he walked and then he turned it into runs and he actually was able to sleep so yeah yeah Johnston 7566 I like I like this person's strategy pay them bribery just offer to pay them. I mean, I wonder if we were to simply say... Our kids aren't interested. We can't buy them anything. We can't can... give them money. They're not interested in not money. Not because they're spoiled. So annoying. Just because they're not... They're not well, they just don't want anything. They don't want status. But, I mean, surely if we were to say, look, for a fiver, just go for a run. I just don't think they'd do it. They wouldn't do it, no. Um, Elise McClelland, very good point here. Exercise for teenagers equals music. Um, and we... That's why we say to Maddie, we say, we're going to the park. Yeah. Right? We're taking the dogs. Yeah. You've got the house for half an hour. Blast, Blast your, music your music as loud as you like and dance. Yeah. Does she? I don't know. Maybe we should leave the cameras going. 
Maybe she does, maybe she doesn't. We don't think we can leave the cameras coming. No, 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 just to see whether she does or not. <laughs> He's um, joking. Betty Bongo trips. I love you, know. Do it with them, but to be honest, my 10-year-old is still not interested. I mean, there is that, and I've done the running. I mean... Well, the thing is, if you go outside and you run around with your kids, whatever age they are, they love it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, so should we hear from Carlitos? Absolutely. Thank you, all of you, so much you for your... you know what I was thinking of just there? Sorry to interrupt your thank you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you, everyone. I, just, well, I was just thinking as we were reading through those, maybe we should have every now and then within Confessions of a Modern Parent an agony aunt and uncle moment where, you know, a very specific problem for someone. Yeah, and, and we discuss nice. it. What do you think, guys? I think so. Yeah. So let's hear from Carlitos. I think parents are under a lot of stress right now and one of the top things on parents' minds right now is um, how do I get my child or my children to move more and just to stop being so lazy and stop being on their technology. I know that's what my mum and dad always say to me. They're always like, oh my God, you're so lazy. You know, you need to get moving. You need to have some exercise, do some exercise. But... I mean, I understand parents' concern, It is, but it is hard for us to find a balance at the moment. Um, and I don't want to sound like I'm victimising or anything, but it's like our whole lives have been taken away from us. Um, and I know adults may feel like everything has been taken away from them too because of COVID, but with us kids, you know, those that go to school, it's really all we know. Um you know, we've grown up with going to school nearly every weekday of our entire lives from very young to present day. So it's weird for something you've grown up with to all of a sudden just stop. Um, and so therefore, it's just it's a little disorientating with the whole online learning thing as well. It's it's nice to have a substitute for school um, and a routine, but it's, it's just not the same. Um, and so because we do the online learning now and we spend whatever hours of the day on, on a computer screen, it does it, it does make it all that more important to exercise. Um, <laughs> I, I am being a little bit um, contradicting, however, um, because I say that, but the truth is I don't really take any exercise Um I mean, I will go out, I will go out and I'll take the dog on some big walks. Um, but I don't do, you know, that running around the living room and working up a sweat. Like, I know a lot of people have been doing it throughout lockdown, which is great. It is a good thing. Um, but this just all ties into a sleeping and eating pattern. I find it hard to fall asleep often at night time. Um, and I just try, I try so many things to help. I have a fireplace on on my tv so it's like relaxing kind of mood like because i can't sleep in the darkness and um relaxing music you know pillow mist all all the scent essential oils all that kind of stuff i have all this stuff but it, it just it doesn't do it for me you know um but once i do fall asleep i sleep like a baby um and so with the online learning, it is challenging to work when you're a bit tired, um, especially now as I'm in sixth form. There's a lot more work to be done. Um, and so I wake up in the morning because I'm in sixth form. I only do 15 hours a week, whereas I think every other year group do 
I think it's 35. So I wake up in the morning, depending on what time I start that day, and I do my online lessons, and then I finish around lunchtime. And so because I'd woken up sort of early, I, I find myself getting tired around early evening. Um, and because I'd done all the work, I find myself getting tired. And then I go to sleep early because I'm tired. And then I'll wake up in the middle of the night and it just goes on and on like a pattern. So it is hard to be motivated to exercise and get moving when I'm exhausted. Um, and if I'm behind on work, I'm that person to stay up all night to make sure that it's right. So if that does happen, it makes me more tired. So the weekend is really the time when I can just have a lay in and catch up on the sleep that I'd missed throughout the week. Um, with the food aspect of things, I have been handling it quite well throughout lockdown. I, you know, I eat healthily and regularly. Um, I would say the only thing that has really changed for me in terms of my diet and my food intake and what I eat is over the Christmas period, I wasn't very well. And I found that when I felt better around New Year, I no longer wanted to eat meat. Um, like, I know it sounds weird, but I just didn't want to eat meat anymore. Um, it just didn't appeal to me, you know. And so I would say that that's really the only thing that has changed for me. Um, I didn't think we were going to hear about pillow mist. I don't mean, <laughs> know if pillow mist could work for me. Oh, God, um, I've bought the girls endless pillow you? mists. Uh, I thought one of the interesting things that Carlitos highlighted there was the parenting, 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 mm, the parenting conundrum, which is when your child is struggling with a lack of sleep and they want to fall asleep, during the day, yeah, letting them sleep or not letting them sleep or how long you let them sleep because it's the constant refrain, you, you, I'm saying let them sleep and you're like, no, they won't sleep later. Well, they say half an hour, 45 minutes early afternoon is okay, but past that. Do they? Mm. They say that. The bosses. The bosses up, up, medical up, people. upstairs. But yeah, no, I, I thought that was really intriguing that, uh, yeah. But, I mean, you know, that is, it's a real conundrum, isn't it? It's, it's how do you... How do you manage to go back to sleep if you've already had sleep? It's just just hard. Well, let's have a listen to Maddie, who we know doesn't go to sleep until 5am. So let's see what she says. Um, so I think the thing with uh, teenagers and sleeping and exercising, I don't think it's ever good. Like, I wasn't good with either before COVID and before lockdown, but this lockdown has not helped at all. Um, with the first lockdown, I thought my sleeping was bad because I was getting to sleep at about three in the morning. But with this lockdown, I don't fall asleep till like sometimes seven in the morning, which is so bad. But um, literally everyone else I know is exactly the same. And I don't even know why it is, but it's just, yeah, I'm just never tired of an evening and I physically can't fall asleep when other people do. Um I think it's really hard at the moment for anyone to kind of know what's going on with themselves. Like, everybody I know that's my age are confused as to why they're as bad as they are right now as well. Like, also with exercising and stuff. Like, I, me and all of my friends have zero motivation to move. Like, I literally wake up in the morning and I don't want to get out of my bed. Um, yeah, I literally don't have any motivation to do anything, which... It's quite sad. And, you know, I mean, I do feel sorry for parents because with my parents, like, they, I know that they're only saying it because they're worried about my health and, you know, they just 
yeah, well, obviously you want me to be healthy. But, and it sounds bad, but just <laughs> them saying it doesn't make me want to do it anymore. Like, doesn't make me want to get up and do it any more than I did before. Um, and I just feel like it's something I'm just, it's going to happen in its own time. I'll just one day be like, oh, I really need to start exercising or, oh, I really should start fixing up my sleep. But it's not something I see happening anytime soon just because, yeah, I feel like it's very easy with this lockdown to just be like, well, you know, there's an end to it. Just keep that in mind. Like, just push through anyway, which to an extent is good advice. But at the same time, like, it's very, it's a lot easier to say that than actually do it. Like, I don't feel even though I know that there is an end to all of this and it's really good news that there's a vaccine and everything, it's still very hard to see the end, do you know what I mean? Because it just feels so like it's never going to finish and we've just been in all of this for so long. And But like I was saying, I mean, I know that exercising and sleeping was bad anyway. It's just, especially at the moment, it's not good. And I think it's just something that even though it's hard for parents to just come to terms with and I think you know they should still try and make their kids healthy but I think it's something they're just gonna have to realize isn't really gonna happen um and I just think I know it sounds like an annoying thing to say but I do just think it's important for parents to just remember what it was like being our age I'm pretty sure if everyone that's a parent at the moment if they were teenagers in this whole situation with a global pandemic and stuff the last thing they would want to be doing is getting up and exercising and the last thing they'd want to be told is to get up and exercise and push through because it's just like that's the last thing I want to do literally all I want to do with this lockdown is just sleep it away and wake up when it's over but at the same time I can't sleep so I just feel like I'm awake for all of it and it all just feels like one really really long day I do just think it's depression I just think everyone's really depressed <laughs> Um, and I know that stuff like sleeping regularly and exercising help with those things. But when you're already at that point, those are the last things you want to do. And then I feel like you just end up getting into a cycle of not doing those things and getting worse. I'm definitely in that cycle. And I think I will fix up with it, but I think it's something I'll fix once I feel like we're coming out of all of this and there's something worth doing it all for because at the moment I'm like what's the point <laughs> uh, me doing all of that which sounds a lot more depressing than it should but yeah uh I don't yeah it's hard to give advice as to what's going on with teenagers because I don't really know what's going on either can't really help it but it's just yeah but I get that it's difficult for parents as well but at the same time I just yeah can't can't be bothered. <laughs> oh, that, that broke my heart. And the thing is, what I'm also hearing is that she's painted herself into the corner. She knows that it could be a thing, but she doesn't know how to get out. I mean, what I would add to that is that's how she was before lockdown with exercise and food. So there's a problem yeah, with girls, teenage girls, even more so. Well, maybe that's another movement. conversation, yeah. And that's another conversation. But I think what I hear there is a very sad child. Yeah, it's compounded a problem. Mm. That's very quite distressing to hear, actually. Mm, it really was. Because I can hear the sort of defeat 
in her voice and the lack of morale. All I want um, to do is sleep and I can't well, sleep. Well, and also she's in, that, she's in that bind where the very things that would serve mm. her mental health are the very things that are evading her because of her mental health mm. and it becomes a self-fulfilling cycle. And I think that's, that's the bitch of it because as parents, teens are smart. They know when there is no answer that can be given to something. Mm. And really what she was saying, there was a cautionary sort of thing of not saying just steer clear of me. It's you can say as much as you want, but it ain't going to make the blindest bit of difference. I think it was really important, her message in there, because I think it was really, really listen to that again, parents Mm. and teenagers who are listening to this. I know she spoke for how you feel. So maybe if you're a young person and you're finding it difficult to articulate, maybe you could play that to your parents because, I mean, we talk a lot with our girls. We're very, very open. We talk about mental health. We talk about everything. And she hasn't really said it to us like that, has she? So That's that's... quite stark to listen to. Hmm. It was a stark description of a quite depressing scenario, situation. Hmm. But I get it. I would have felt exactly the same way as when I was 18. Exactly the same. God, I wish we could all fall asleep like you do, babe. (sighs) Your head goes down fast now. Only. And on that note, you will love your music. Well, that's it for this episode of Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you'd like to comment on any of the topics we've discussed today, we'd love you to get in touch. Use the hashtag Confessions of a Modern Parent. If you want to find me on Twitter, it's at Nadia Sawala. And on Instagram, it's at Nadia Sawala and family. And if you fancy getting in touch with me, it's at Mark underscore Adderley. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe, rate and review. Tell your friends and get involved. And you can hear more episodes of Confessions of a Modern Parent on Global Player or wherever you get your podcasts. Bye. <laughs>